Hey guys, it's me. I'm back for a new episode of My Best Vintage Life. How are you? Are you good? I hope you're good. It's a hot day in Fresno, so I'm staying cool in my office in the AC while I record this. I have my dogs with me, Murphy and Chalupa, keeping me company. Um, don't really have much to uh, report on new, um, but something exciting that I'm going to be doing is carrying vintage fashion books on my website. So if you follow me on Instagram, uh, you may have seen me announce that, but just in case you don't, I am kind of curating a small collection of vintage fashion books for you. Um, you know, I was originally going to do new books and then I thought, eh, it's not really, it's not really my thing. I'm trying to prevent waste. So some of the books are like true vintage and have some wear and tear to them. Um, and then other ones are just like slightly used, but either way, they're all legible and um, some of them are just so beautiful. So I'm so excited to get those posted. The prices are going to be super reasonable and I think it'll just save you a ton of time kind of going out and searching and looking for books on your own. So that's exciting. Um, also filling orders for barrettes. I'm not sure if I talked about that on my last episode or not, but I'm making um, barrettes out of um, – kind of like scrap leather hides. So I have all different colors and stuff to choose from. People have kind of just been sending me Instagram messages and telling me what they want, which has been super easy compared to me, like narrowing down the colors to do online. I have about, I'd say 50 to 60 color choices to pick from. So it's like, I just don't have the time or energy to get all that up online. And plus some of the colors are really hard to, to shoot um, in the sense of photography. And I feel like I'm pretty good at editing photos, but sometimes it's just like I can't get the color down because it's such an odd, unusual color. So for now, if you want to order a barrette, the best thing to do is just send me a direct message on Instagram. So the website um, for merchandise is uh, mybestvintagelifepodcast.com. There's all sorts of cool stuff um, for sale there. And you can also reach out to me about wholesale inquiries there as well. Um, or you can check out Instagram. So because my Instagram is a business one, um, there's like the shop call and email option. So you can use any of those to get in touch with me, uh, preferably email with questions regarding placing an order for barrettes or about the books or just about vintage in general. That's a really great way to reach out. Um, and then the Instagram handle is at my best vintage life podcast. And I also updated my Facebook page. It had originally been the Facebook page for my design line. So now it is linked with the Instagram. So that's also my best vintage life podcast as well. I'm not super active on Facebook, even in like a personal sense. Like most of the time it's just stuff that gets uploaded from Instagram. Um, but I'm trying to be more active. So if you haven't liked my Facebook page yet, uh, that would be great. And also, you know, if you have time to either leave a review or a rating for the podcast as well, that's always much appreciated. And, um, you know, I've had some people reach out to me that really like the podcast and have been telling me that they're looking forward to the next one. And I have no idea, you know, who they are in the sense that we've never met. So it's really really cool to um to hear from you in that way so don't be afraid to reach out even if it's just to say hi i i like hearing from people and and making new friends even if it's in a remote sense we're not geographically near each other so um yeah give me a shout give me a rating give me a review whatever you want to do it's it's always appreciated 
So last episode I said I was going to start kind of like a reoccurring little um, session called my um, – I can't remember what I called it actually. That's terrible. I want to say it was like what I'm obsessed with at the moment, ATM, as the young kids say. So this week, um, it's not a fashion-based obsession actually. It's a um, a beauty product. So because we've had this kind of like heat burst in Fresno, the sun is just – well, first off, you should be wearing sunscreen all the time, even on a cloudy, cool day. Um, but especially on a day like today where it's very hot and sunny, um, I have my dog Murphy with me. When he's with me, I have to take him outside quite a bit because he is old and does not have the strongest bladder. Um, so I'm out in the sun a lot. There's not much cover at the warehouse where I take him to go potty. So I've been trying to be really good when I come in the morning and then in the afternoon to do like two applications of sunscreen. And the sunscreen that I've been using is um, Alba Botanica and it's their Soothing Sunscreen Pure Lavender SPF 45 Broad Spectrum. I got this at Whole Foods. Um, I'm sure you could probably much, I know this brand is carried in a lot of different places, but I just love the smell of lavender and the bottle's also really pretty. You know me. I'm a sucker for packaging. <laughs> Uh, but it works really well. I like that, um, like the density of it. I don't like runny, liquidy sunscreens. I feel like that's not doing much for me. Um, and it's recommended by the Skin Cancer Foundation for active people. It's water resistant to 80 minutes. So um, it's four ounces. So it would be just a little too big to take. Like, and you wouldn't even be able to fit this into like your carry on liquid bag. Um, but you could always obviously like. Put it into a smaller container if you're traveling, or they might have a travel size travel size version of this as well. I'm not 100% sure, but um, this is my obsession at the moment. Don't forget to take care of your skin, people. Here I am getting distracted away from the the fashion element of the show, um, but yeah, that's my obsession at the moment. So today, I kind of today's not really. Um, an educational episode by any means. It's more of a heartfelt one. Um, and it, it, it's it's very appropriate to my life. I don't know about anyone else, but um, so I had I had reached out to um, people on my Instagram about their their favorite vintage item and if they had one, if they could share, you know, the story behind it with me. And I did have someone do that. I was actually shocked that more people didn't, but that's something that I want to kind of keep like as an ongoing thing as well. So if for some reason you missed that on my Instagram, feel free to um, reach out to me about that. So if you go to Instagram and do email, you could always send me your favorite item there. So the person that reached out to me last week, she sent me a picture um, and an explanation as to why it's her favorite item. And, you know, really reading hers and thinking about vintage and how it's so much more than just a piece of clothing. You know, there's a strong emotional attachment there. Um, whether your favorite item is something that you know who previously owned it and or you may not, um, there's a story behind it. So it may have been your grandmother's. It may have been someone you didn't know, but you found like a note inside the pocket or a picture or a receipt. Um, there's just, there's so many stories behind each vintage piece. And I've actually been collecting things that I find in vintage clothing 
over time and I do have a project in mind for them eventually. It's just a matter of collecting them. Um, you know, it's a special a special moment finding those items, so it's not something I want to rush anyways. Uh, and some of the stuff you find isn't really that great or exciting, but some of the things are really, really special. So I just think that there's just so many stories to be told and stories that can continue being told because of the quality of the item. And that's kind of where you don't see that with fast fashion because it's not going to last. Like you're not going to be able to hand down your pair of Forever 21 jeans to your daughter. It's just not going to happen. They won't last. Whereas somebody might be wearing their mom's Levi's or their dad's Levi's. And that's amazing to have like say 20 to 30 years where something's just still around and being used and being kept out of a landfill. So it's there's a lot of elements to working with vintage and, you know, there's like that heartfelt, the story behind it. And there's also the element of recycling behind it and doing things that are helping contribute to fighting the terrible, terrible war that unfortunately so many people have inflicted upon our planet. Um, so what I wanted to talk about today was um, my favorite vintage items and um, they all really, at the end of the day, belong to, belong to my mom. And um, why th- this time of year is uh, important to me, I shouldn't say as important as it is, it can be very difficult for me, but also um, it's a time of reflection, is that my mom, uh, she passed away in May, at the end of May. And she was kind of given the news that she was going to die at the end of April. So once the end of April kind of rolls around for me, it it starts to churn things up. And, um, you know, I'm feeling it this year, especially because at the end of May, she died on on May 28th. It'll be 10 years. So um, it's not really a happy anniversary by any means, but it's an anniversary nonetheless. And it still kind of elicits those you know, crazy feelings of confusion, sadness, anger, grief. If anybody's experienced grief, you know that grief is very cyclical and things come and go. And, um, you know, we all, we all choose to deal with it differently. So I thought, um, you know, a lot of people that listen to the show, you know, never knew my mom. There's very few people that listened to it, that had the opportunity to meet her and were lucky enough to meet her. So it's it's nice to have this uh, platform to share things like this with you. So I I didn't I, – I don't have a sister, so I was kind of – I guess I don't want to say lucky in that sense, but I imagine if I did have a sister, we probably would have, like, fought over my mom's belongings. Um, but my brother wasn't really interested in anything that she had. So I just kind of took whatever I wanted and found to be the most important. I did have to like purge some of it out when I moved to California, just like I purged everything else in my life, you know, whether it was my belongings or other like personal mementos. Um, So I really have like narrowed down the like the most important things and things that I – I cherish of hers and they're all vintage. Um, they're definitely all older and good quality. So I'm excited to, to share some of those with you right now. So one of the first things, um, 
that I've been wearing a lot of that belonged to my mom is a herringbone chain. I don't know like what level of gold it is. It's pro- I would say maybe like 14 karat gold. Um, but herringbone chains have been really popular recently. I'm seeing a lot of um, celebrities wearing them. And I'm seeing them a lot on different jewelry websites. So if you don't know what a herringbone chain is, you could totally just Google it. But it's kind of like the chains that lay flat on your chest. And I'm the type of person, I don't like long chains. Um, I think it's mostly because I have a fuller chest. Um, So I don't like things like dangling down, (laughs) down there. You know what I mean? I've always been a fan of like even shorter than a 16th. 16 inch chain I've actually had people custom make me 14 inch chains more like choker length so I love that chain of hers because it sits up really high on my neck and I think it looks really pretty um and it's it's very simple but I wear a ton of gold jewelry that's all I I pretty much wear is is gold or if I can't afford gold I'll buy you know different brands that use brass polished brass looks very much like gold um so yeah I love her herringbone chain I tend to wear it with other necklaces or sometimes I'll wear it alone I've been thinking actually about getting like a slider for it like a charm of some sort but at the same time like I feel like that takes away from the meaning of the necklace to me so um I really I do I love her her herringbone chain and then another necklace that I have that uh belonged to my mom it was just like a a basic gold chain um but it has a coin on it so we used to go to this place um, in Maryland every year for family vacation. It's a place called Ocean City. And there was this shop. Um, it was called Seashell sea City. And it was kind of like one of those touristy beach shops. You know what I mean? Like they have the hermit crabs and the seashells and the like beach toys for kids and the t-shirts and stuff like that. Um, But above it, they had opened up a shipwreck museum, which was really cool. They had all different items from different shipwrecks in the Atlantic Ocean. And they sold coins that had come out of a shipwreck. It was a Spanish ship, I believe, called the Atosha. So my mom was totally in love with these coins forever. So it was kind of like set in a gold ring with a loop that you could put it through, put a chain through and wear it like a charm. Uh, But my mom was also very selfless, and we were also pretty poor. So she literally would, like, not buy herself anything for almost a year and save up to get something special like this coin. So when she finally got it, she was super excited, um, and she wore it all the time, all the time. And she loved telling the story behind it. And it came with, like, a little booklet that explained the shipwreck and how they had, you know, recovered all of this treasure and coins and gold. And it was just, it was really neat. So I, I have that coin of hers. And then probably I'd say in like the year, like 2012 or 2013, I uh, hadn't been to Ocean City for a long time. But I took a trip down there to um, spend some time with a friend and his family and they actually had um, those coins still at the store. I was like, I want to go to Seashell City and see if they still have these coins from the shipwreck. 
And they did. And I actually ended up buying myself one. It's probably, it's not something, honestly, that I'm personally that into. I wouldn't have bought it if my mom wasn't into it. But I have both of them on one chain. So, like, her coin is smaller than mine. So it, like, overlaps mine and it, like, lays on top of my coin and it's, like, super close to my heart. So I, I mean, if anything's vintage, come on, like, coins from a Spanish shipwreck. <laughs> I don't think it gets more vintage than that. I don't even know. We'll, let, we'll, we'll call that antique. That's, like, antique level um, in terms of its age. But I really – I love wearing that necklace and having her coin and, and my coin next to me. Um, it's just – it gives me a nice feeling and I feel like I have a part of both of us there, so – Another thing that I have that um, was my mom's was a dress. So I had to look this up because I wanted to be culturally sensitive when it comes to like ethnic dress. So it's, um, I believe, a Mandarin dress. And I actually looked up this blogger. Her name's Miranda. She is Chinese. She was born in China but lives in Australia. So I figured she she would know much better than me about, you know, Mandarin style dress. So the dresses are called Kipao or Chiang uh, some, and y- you've all seen them before. They're very kind of body conscious. Usually have like a cap sleeve with um, like a closure, kind of like on your collarbone. I think it's normally on the left side. But uh, my cousin, not like my first cousin, but a distant cousin, had bought it for my mom when he was traveling, and she always kept it. And I can remember when I was little, I used to try it on thinking like, oh, it'll fit soon. And then like one day it actually did fit. And um, it, it really, it looked really nice on me, to be honest. I, I didn't know how it would look. Um, and I don't normally wear a lot of body conscious stuff, but it, it was beautiful. I think I wore it to, I wore it to a Christmas party at my my old boss from Urban, Ashley, her boss had a Christmas party for us at her house, and I wore it to that, and I was actually very overdressed. I felt very overdressed, but everybody complimented me on it, so um, it's red. It's super beautiful. It's red, and it has, like, that kind of, like, um, brocade embroidery, and it's just, it's so good. I don't think it's very practical for where I live now. If I put that on in Fresno, I might be able to pull it off in the wintertime because it's kind of heavy. Um, But I'm just, I'm so glad to have it. And every time I see it in my closet, it just, it makes me very happy. And it's not something that I would ever give away, even if I don't fit in it one day, which I'm sure there will be one day, probably soon, uh, where I won't fit in it anymore. And I'll still keep it. I think maybe one day I'll have a daughter and pass it down to her or pass it down to someone else special in my life. So for now, I'm going to hold on to it and just look at it and think of my mom and be happy when I see it. So another thing that I have that um, was my mom's is an old makeup bag. And I know that might sound silly, but this thing is probably from like maybe the early 90s late 80s and it's kind of like one of those makeup bags you would just get at like Kmart maybe she got at Walmart I don't know we didn't have no actually we didn't even have a Walmart until I was in like eighth grade in my near my hometown and we didn't have Target either so she probably got it at like Kmart or maybe even the dollar store I don't know but this thing is lasting forever I have it at my house I don't 
I don't use it. I, what I use it for is like I keep all my trial size like toiletries for travel in it, but it's made so well. It's plastic, but it has like this super chunky white zipper. And the the pattern is like a, a pale blue with like a pink and like seafoam green plaid. And then it has like a plastic covering over it. So I think that's why it's lasted so long because it's like a fabric bag that's like coated with a plastic protection layer. Uh, so she always used to just like wipe it off with like a wet paper towel. And I mean, she used it for every trip we ever went on. She used it and it sat in like the same drawer forever. Um, and one thing that my mom used to do is she would, and I, you couldn't find like essential oils where I lived growing up. I remember she used to buy patchouli oil from the pharmacy at CVS. I don't even know if that's still a thing. She would have them like fill up a bottle of patchouli oil and it was expensive. She would soak cotton balls in with the patchouli oil and she would rub the drawer, like the wooden drawers of our dressers and then like stuff the cotton balls into the corners and like let it dry out for like a day. And then she put the clothes back in and she did that once a year. So basically I grew up smelling like patchouli um, and the bag still kind of smells like it because the cabinet or the dresser drawer that I was in didn't have much other stuff with it in there so I think it like ended up soaking up a lot of that scent and it's like slowly fading but every now and then like I can still smell it a little bit so yeah I don't know why she did that I think she kind of looked at it as kind of like moth protection you know like there's certain smells that moths don't like um it was it was bizarre you know you knew like the year was coming to a close when the cotton ball in the drawer was like all like dried up and brown from all the essential oil on it and somehow it never stained our clothes either which looking back now I'm like that probably would have been a concern for me but it it never happened so that was that was pretty nice um but yeah those are just some things of my mom's that I really personally loved and still love I could probably tell you about five to ten more, but obviously I don't want to go on and on too much, um, only because I have somebody else's story to share, and I think it's a really, really cool vintage item. The person that reached out to me, they they asked to remain anonymous. Uh, it is a woman, um, but her story that she she gave and she passed along a photo and related it to a modern day TV series. It's it's very special. So I'm going to tell that to you right now. Okay, you guys are going to hear me clicking around a little bit while I bring up her submission. So the subject of the email is vintage hat. Her favorite vintage item, my grandpa's tweed newsboy cap. And this is her email to me. I don't remember how or when this cap came to be in my wardrobe. It feels like it just magically appeared in my closet one day, but I treasure it so much. My grandpa, whom I called Bubba, died when I was about 12. He was 92 and had lived a good long life. My mom took possession of some of his things after he passed, and this hat was among them. I must have swiped it from her somewhere along the way, intending to wear it, but it was years before I actually did. It went from closet to box to closet to box as I moved around, and eventually I worked up the nerve to actually put it on. 
probably in part because of an episode of Sex in the City in which Carrie wears a menswear-style outfit and tops it with a newsboy cap. It garners compliments and questions every time I wear it, and I love telling people its history. What I know of it, that is. I try not to wear it too often. I like it to be more of a special occasion piece. It fits perfectly and has the most beautiful burnt orange lining and still has a dry cleaning tag clipped on the inside that I cannot bear to rip off. The maker of the hat is Dorfman Pacific of Stockton, California, and obviously it was made in the USA. So that's her story. I really um, I really love the detail that she gave, like the burnt orange lining. I think there's so many beautiful hats out there. They used to do such fun lining colors. So I really like that that detail. Uh, and it's funny when I reached out to her about, you know, if she wanted me to read everything verbatim. And uh, I mentioned that that episode of Sex in the City, she attached a picture of Carrie. And <laughs> as, as soon as I saw the picture of her, I knew what episode it was because she's walking Pete, Aiden's dog. Um, and she is in a uh, vertical stripe blazer and capris with white stilettos. And underneath the blazer, she has on another vertical striped, like, baseball-style baseball shirt. And then, on t- of course, on top of her head, she has a brown, um, I want to say that might be leather, newsboy hat. Either way, it's a newsboy hat. Um, and it looks like she's carrying a Fendi purse. But it's, um, it's a funny episode because she's dog-sitting for Aiden, and Pete gets, uh, well, he gets the shits. <laughs> And she catches Aiden flirting with that bartender who I can't stand that girl. I honestly never liked Aiden. I was never an Aiden person. I liked Mr. Big. I don't know why because he's kind of a a dick. But (laughs) Aiden kind of got on my nerves. Um, But there was a girl that he had been flirting with in either that episode or another episode. It's a bartender. And they're playing like a game on the bar that's kind of like Jack's. Do you guys know what Jack? I don't know. Some people might not know what Jack's are. It's like Jack's and a ball and you bounce the ball and you have to pick up. I don't know what they're doing it with, but it just, Carrie gets super annoyed by it and I did too. But she's walking the dog with the hat on and she sees him in the distance like flirting with the girl and she like freaks out. She's like, I diapered your dog and and hands the dog back to him. So I think it's a... A really funny episode, actually, to to have a reference to. Um, and that outfit of Carrie's was just, you know, some of them are, are beautiful. Some of them are out there. Some of them are just crazy. This is a crazy outfit. Um, you know, mad, mad respect for uh, Pat Field, though, who did all the styling for, for the series. She was, was and still is a genius. I have a lot of respect for her. So... Um, yeah, I just, I love this story with the, the newsboy cap and how she tied it into Sex in the City. Um, you know, that's a huge, huge reference in the fashion world and at this point in time, pretty much vintage itself. So I'm super excited. She, uh, said I can share the photo of her grandfather, uh, which I need to do because it's beautiful. He's leaning, it's from 1934 and he's leaning against a truck and uh, he just has, like, the most – he just has so much presence in the photo. He has a pipe in his mouth, which is amazing. And he's, like, leaning on the car with his legs crossed. And he has on these amazing lace-up – I'm thinking they're black – leather boots. 
it's quite the look. Um, he looks like he was a very handsome, strong man. So um, I'm glad she has these these memories of Bubba and still has his hat and is taking good care of it. So um, thank you for your submission. And if anybody else wishes to do so, I gave you the information on that at the beginning of the episode. I would love to tell more stories like this. I think it's, I think it's really exciting and um, always a surprise. You know, I don't know most of your family history and I'd love to learn more about it or even your history or, you know, a friend's history, whatever it is, whatever kind of item you have, I'd love to hear the story. Um, so that's really all I have for this week's episode. Um, I don't think I missed anything. I, I did take notes on like a post-it before I started. I'm super organized. The only thing I wanted to mention to you guys was, and it's only because I was talking about skincare at the beginning of the episode, I have actually become, and not recently, I just have never mentioned it on the podcast before, I am a Folane um, Clean Beauty Ambassador. So if you're not familiar with Folane, and that's F-O-L-L-A-I-N, it is a um, clean beauty company based out of New England, uh, Boston specifically, and they just really are one of the people out there that are trying to fight for, you know, more and more and more of us to be able to use and afford clean beauty products and to rethink what's in our makeup bag, rethink what's in our medicine cabinet, what's on our bathroom counter, what we're putting onto our skin. You know, we spend so much time focusing what we're putting into our bodies with food and drink and medication, whatever it may be, but we unfortunately don't think a lot about what we're putting onto our skin and how our skin absorbs it and um, it's something that's important to me going back to my mom I think that there were a lot of outside factors that affected her cancer diagnosis uh, and I think lifestyle factors definitely played a big part so I try to keep things as clean as I can and um, working with Folane is is really great as an ambassador I, it's just it's a good time. I like um, keeping you guys updated with what they have on sale, what they're offering new. So I have a personalized code for 15% off. I will post it in the show notes. All the information will be in the show notes, by the way, if, if you need to look back. But um, my phone lane code is ref, R-E-F underscore and then it's my personal Instagram name, which, which is Basic Bougie Bridget. So B-A-S-I-C-B-O-U-G-I-E-B-R-I-D-G-E-T. And like I said, that'll be in the show notes. So it's ref underscore Basic Bougie Bridget. And you'll get 15% off with that code. Um, if you haven't tried any type of clean beauty products, it would be a good time to start. Get a little bit of a discount for yourself and see, um, you know, what, what you can find. They have a really great skin quiz, which helps you kind of narrow down um, what products to be looking for for yourself based off of if your skin's oily, dry, combination, whatever. So um, yeah, that's my, my faux lane code, a little extra bonus for you guys for being such great devoted listeners. And like I said, that's all I have for this week. I hope you guys have a really pleasant end of the month of April. Um I think, what is it? It it comes, is that May or April? Comes in like a lion, goes out like a lamb. I think that's April. 
So if that's the case, I hope your your end of your month is very serene and that you start May off on a good foot. Hopefully I'll be back to you guys in the next two weeks with a new episode. Until then, please stay safe and don't be basic. Bye.